Hello and welcome to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Well, my voice sounds a bit, my voice might sound a bit bunged up today because I've got a bit of a cold, perhaps due to this UK weather, which uh, about a week ago was 28 degrees, the hottest day in April, and has now dropped down to about 15 degrees or even less at night. So it's ridiculous uh, ups and downs. Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about to you. Today I wanted to talk to you about surviving in business. I want to give you five tips to survive in the startup business in a very tough market. And I want to ask you, do you think it's the end or near the end for physical shops in the high street? Well, it's, it's certainly a difficult trading time for, for online, for, for retailers and offline or physical retailers, while online retailers are just booming. I mean, we heard the figures today that Amazon sales were up over 40% in the first quarter of 2018, and the online retailer made a profit of $1.6 billion. Not for the year, just for the quarter, $1.6 billion. Jeff Bezos, the owner, became $12 billion richer, $12 billion richer this week, just on the basis of a 4% increase in the share price of his company. Unbelievable. And Mark Zuckerberg, who, uh, whose Facebook shares have dropped during, during this uh, inquiry, has become $5 billion richer. However, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the owners of uh, Google, lost $2 billion. Ah, well, where did it go? Maybe it fell down behind the sofa. I don't know. They've lost two billion. Crazy figures, really. Uh, that they really just relate to the fluctuation in the share price. And I'm sure neither of these guys will be be going out ordering new yachts or, or having a garage sale, for that matter. Years ago, Sam Walton, who started Walmart, remarked after a, one of the stock market crashes where the, the share price of his company had tumbled and he'd you know, made, lost hundreds of millions. And he just said something like, you know, the business was there yesterday, the business is there today, and it will be there tomorrow, uh, regardless of the, what the stock market thinks. And, and he was right in the long term, although, you know, falling share prices can leave your company open to takeovers and all sorts of problems. However, the, the news of the online success in, in business comes on the back of uh, a lot of failing high street stores in, in London and the collapse of uh, major chains like Toys R Us, uh, Mapling not so long ago, and, and recently Carpet Rights are in trouble as well. Uh, so, so why am I telling you this? And what's this got to do with money tips? I mean, you know, you're not Amazon, you're not Carpet Rights. Uh, and the answer is that opening up shops in, in the high street is a highly risky business for, for a new business person. Might be right if you've got an established business and you're expanding. But, you know, I, I just see this all the time. In, in my local area, there are four major supermarkets sucking money out of the high street and driving the small retailers into the ground, really. Uh, they're not content with the big stores, with the car parking and the free this and the, you know, the, the, the post boxes and the, the, you could do your dry cleaning and the one-stop shop for everything from, you know, even the newspapers and all the stationery. They're not content with that. They're now opening smaller stores like these 7-Eleven corner style shops where, you know, they're open from all hours and they're on the, on the corner and they're just pouring more misery on the little guy who's trying to run his little shop. And, you know, they can only survive really by running businesses within a family unit where 
you know they haven't got any any real staff costs um, and working 18 hours a day um, you know I, I know a guy who runs a sort of grocery shop uh, Turkish guy so he's got some specialist vegetables and you know it's a nice little shop you know but it's open fronted and it's, it's freezing cold in the winter you go in there even inside the shop it, it's like an ice box you know and uh, I, I, I despair at how long this guy seems to work he always looks exhausted he looks gaunt you know you can go there in the morning he's there you can go there at half past 11 at night he's there maybe just closing up uh, in, the, in, the, in the dead of winter it is freezing and he's sm- selling small bits and pieces and frankly I, I just wonder if some of these people would be just better off in a job you know and you can earn 40,000 a year driving a bus uh, and, and have no worries but you know good luck to him anyway I, I'm sure he, he will survive but it's, it's very very hard work and you know every year in my town I see more and more hopefuls and new businesses opening up a shop they always say I've got to have a shop I'm going to have this shop and they're selling everything from, you know, there's a shop selling smoothies, which never looks busy, and there's a girl outside the shop smoking when there's no customers. I mean, it, it doesn't look good, does it? Uh, there are speciality ethnic groceries, like Polish shops, uh, Turkish shops, Jewish shops. Uh, there are restaurants, there are shops selling mobile phone cases. I mean, God knows how he survives. And, and then there's, there was, about a year ago, an expensive bathroom retailer opened up, and they're now gone. So... You know, before they open up the doors, they're incurring, I'd say, around a thousand pound a week in rent and, and council tax, uh, and they, these are bottom line costs. You know, they've got to be paid whether you're doing business or not, and they they, they exclude the cost of staffing and, and having people there and cleaning and all these other things and electricity and all these things. You know, and this doesn't cost the, include the cost of refurbishing the shop in the first place, which can cost a fortune and buying stock. Uh, so not surprisingly, 95% of these shops are gone within a year or two. Even national companies have closed. I mean, there was a Frankie and Benny's that opened up in, in a shopping mall near me. That um, I mean, they must have spent three, four hundred thousand pounds kitting out this shop, and they've only lasted a year or two. It, it's tragic, really. So even the national companies are, are struggling. Linens Direct was another one that's just gone. Uh, quite quite a big company. So even they're struggling. So what chances a, a little guy starting up saying, "Well, we're going to sell party balloons," you know, that's a good idea. We're, we're going to do this. What chance have you got? Really think about this before you just launch into a shop, you know, usually from borrowed money from relatives or a remortgage against your house. You know, you could end up losing it and bringing your relatives down with you. But even where the shop goes out of business, and you know you think well that's it I've gone out of business I can go and get a job that's not the end of the misery for these owners of a failed business most would have signed a long lease and personally guaranteed or signed personal guarantees to pay the rent regardless of how the business goes in the future many people don't realize this this means that they'll end up paying for the premises and the rent even though the business is no longer running until such time as the shop has been relet or, or the you know the landlord lets you get lets you out of it, or you can sell it on to somebody else, and that could take months or even years. You know, uh, commercial leases are not like signing a lease for a flat. You know, they, they can go through months and months of negotiation. Sometimes they involve rent-free periods where the landlord gives them rent-free period while they're they're refurbishing the shop. So if you're they're stuck with this lease as the previous tenant, 
you know you could be there six months a year or more paying this rent where you haven't got a business anymore and uh, you know if you fail to pay it the landlord will usually take legal action against you and it could even force you into bankruptcy or take your house you know so it's it's serious stuff this so be very very careful now under the terms of the lease the landlord can also charge you for any dilapidations and the cost of refurbishing the shop or office premises this applies to offices as well you know i've been on the end of this treatment by greedy landlords who you know try and charge you for every uh, scuff mark on the carpet or on the wall uh, you know how could you use a premises without making some marks you, know, you can't levitate around the, the premises premises and, and they know that you know one, one of them charged us ten thousand pounds or tried to charge me ten thousand pounds for dilapidations and we, you know we agreed a lower figure in the end but it was a, it was a long slog and you know the next tenant coming in just ripped it all out and threw everything away so the landlord just put that straight back in their pocket uh, now just just be very careful because each year thousands of people start up businesses in the hope that they can improve their financial situation or become financially free unfortunately i think the facts are at least well over 90 percent of these businesses fail within the first few years and you know taking out leases on shops just makes it even more difficult so here are my five tips to survive in business as a new business and and perhaps break through that uh, that first uh, hurdle if you like now the main thing here i think number one is to keep costs under control you know one of the main reasons business fail is obviously through lack of sales or marketing they don't get enough customers but costs can play a significant part in their downfall and i found that if businesses can survive for the first few years, they have a very good chance of uh, you know, going on to earning profits and succeeding in the long run. Now, one way of keeping those costs down is to start a business from home rather than renting a shop or an office premises immediately. This sounds a bit obvious, but believe me, lots of people make this mistake and, and, and ramp up enormous costs before they've even started. So that leads me on to tip number two, which is to start online. Start an online business with little or no startup costs gives you a great chance to make money without risking your savings and your house. And you know, from online you can you can expand into offline businesses. But you can start an online business very cheaply. In some of my earlier podcasts, I talk about starting online businesses. For instance, you could become an an Amazon retailer rather than uh, trying to be a physical retailer in a shop. Uh, and there are lots of uh, you know, Groupon and all the all these companies where you can retail your stuff online rather than open a shop. Yeah, it may be tough to, to start with, but at least you're you're not incurring those costs. And you can even do this in your part in, in your spare time. So online business gives you that advantage of first of all low cost, but being able to start it in your spare time. Whereas having a shop is a full-time business, and you, and you probably lose. Uh, the income from your job. So that brings me on to tip number three, which is to build your business before opening a shop or an office. Um, you know, I mean, I, I wonder if these high street corner shops days are, are really over. Uh, I, I would say not quite, but the market is going through you know, significant changes, isn't it? You know, when you look around now, you, you see uh, instead of the, the old butcher baker candlestick maker you know you're seeing more estate agents office type premises uh, not, not exactly retailers 
but takeaways, hairdressers, nail bars, taking up that, that space which was usually a retail shop. Um, but, you know, the, the takeaways are, are, are finding it difficult as well, especially when the national chain like Subway move in. So if you, if you want to have a, a retail business in the high street, fine. But build it up first from home and, and, and then expand into a shop premises or an office when you're ready and you've got a proven track record or demand from, for your product. Fourthly, write a business plan. And I think this applies before you start any business. Write out a business plan. Get legal and accountancy advice as well as a cash flow forecast. Now, some banks will help you do this. There are business advisory services. There are um, lots of uh, th- things in the area, like networking clubs, where, where you can get business advice. There's lots of things online. Uh, so, so definitely do this before you just launch into a business. Um, now the plan can be, you know, a few pages of A4. It doesn't need to be elaborate. You know, I've seen business plans run into hundreds of pages, but it doesn't need to be that. Yeah, quite frankly, some of those plans are incomprehensible sometimes. You know, they have 30 or 40 pages of forecasts. But, you know, the main thing is to know what you want to achieve, how you, you, you plan to achieve that, what it will cost, and a forecast showing you how much cash you need from month to month to run the business. So you look at month one, what's, what's your outgoing there? Well, if you, if you have got rent, and you say rent, £500, staff, this much, month two... You, know, you, you, you plot out these uh, costs and then you look at your projected income. Month one, zero. Month two, whatever. You, know, you can do this on a spreadsheet. You can do it manually. You know, there, there are plenty of uh, uh, ready-made plans for, for you to do this. So I, I would definitely do that. In my experience, is most businesses just really launch in, you know, jump in two feet first you know, without any form of business plan. And then work it out as, as they go along. To be honest, <laughs> I'm guilty of this myself. I, you know, I've tended to just go for it. You know, get get going. Remember that business plan. Write it on the back of a napkin. And get get started. But it, you know, in reality, it's not really wise to fly by the seat of your pants. You know, do it the easy way. Start. Do a proper plan, and you'll avoid those sleepless nights and many nights that I've had, and the risking of everything. You know running things on a knife edge and just about surviving. I did survive, but you know it's, it's not really the sensible way of doing it. So that brings me on to the fifth tip, which is tip number five, build a following. Build a following or a tribe, as, as it were. Now, building a following uh, will separate you from the vast majority of your competitors. And you know most of those who just start a business and hope customers will come through the door. They open up a shop, open up something, open up a website and say, oh, people will come, build it and they will come. No, they don't. You can hope all you like. You can meditate and chant om, om all day. They will come. But unless you do some marketing and build your following, you will soon be out of business. There are lots of ways of building a following. You can build a list. You can you know, build on Facebook and social media. Um, and if you want to know a bit more about it, one of my mentors, Russell Brunson, uh, who uh, has, has got a tremendous company called ClickFunnels, has written a fantastic book about building a following and a tribe, and it's called Expert Secrets. He's the author of a book called Dotcom Secrets, where he tells you how to you know, build online businesses, but he's got a book out recently called Expert Secrets, and it kind of incorporates the dotcom stuff as well. Uh, and 
it, it, it's all about building your following, building a tribe, and it's packed full of practical stuff. It's got little drawings in every other page, so it's not all boring stuff. It, it gives you real practical advice on building your following. And believe it or not, he has a special promo running, uh, which is limited for a limited time, where he's actually giving you the book uh, away free as long as you pay for the postage. And I, I think that's a, a super offer. Now, I can send you the link to that if you email me at charles at charleskelly.net, or you can check out our Money Tips Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash money tips daily. That's facebook.com forward slash money tips daily. So if you are starting a business, I wish you the best of luck, but don't rely on luck. Do it properly and follow my five-step plan.